The Chosen Families Project, where everybody is welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Chosen Families Project. My name is Julian Rabello, and today's story is called Caught on Film, Ralph Kingsley Blake's Story. Now, this photograph I found as part of a photo lot in an antique store near me. So the photograph is that of a baby in a stroller. So the stroller, like it's a very early stroller. This stroller got like really big wheels and it's like a wicker stroller. And the baby is wrapped in a white fuzzy blanket and he's resting in a stroller outside. It looks like it's fall time. And then on the back of the photograph, it lists Ralph Kingsley Blake, age five months, October 6th, 1914, weight 15 pounds. So there's no clues for the location for the photograph, but because of the distinct name and through some research, I was actually able to locate him. So here is the story of Ralph Kingsley Blake and his family. So Ralph Kingsley Blake was born in New York City on May 6, 1914 to parents Ralph Pittman Blake and Marion Key. His birth was actually announced in the Central Jersey Home News, stating, Mr. and Mrs. Ralph Pittman Blake of New York City have welcomed a son to their home. He has been named Ralph Kingsley Blake. Miss Blake was formerly Miss Marion Key, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Frank Key of Hamilton Avenue. So the photograph was taken October 6, 1914, which is when he was exactly five months old. So that also matches up. And in 1915, he lived in Franklin Township with his parents, according to the New Jersey census. And I also found was with this form of research, I found I found that Ralph was noted quite often as either Kingsley Blake, like his middle name is being used more often on numerous records, or R. Kingsley Blake. So it really depends, and that's why I had to be really careful with the research. So in 1925, he was living with his parents in the Bronx, New York. So early on in his parents' marriage, it seemed like everything was okay. I didn't include them, but I did find some, like in doing the newspaper article research, from early on in their marriage, they seemed to be active in their community and doing quite okay. They had this child that they announced, and everything seemed to be okay. And especially with Marion, Marion and her sister were quite active in the community. So by 1930, however, something must have happened, and both of his parents separated off. So, in, But in 1930, on the 1930 census, he was living with his father and a woman named Eleanor with the middle initial S in White Plains. And his mother, Marion Key, initially I had trouble locating records for her. Because, and I have like a gap actually of a long period of time until she's living as a widow in 1950 in the 1950 census under the surname Nichols in Maricopa, Arizona. And this was, you know, as the process goes, I find records here and there. But I'll go into her story a little bit later. Ralph Kingsley Blake graduated from Rutgers University in Newark in 1937 with a Bachelor's of Science in Physics. And I actually found his 1937 Scarlet Letter yearbook from that time period too, which has a photo of him. And it notes, R. Kingsley Blake, Liberal Arts, 54 Leave Avenue in White Plains, New York. Have you an angle you want trisected? Would you like to know the odds against you in a game of chance? Then consult Kingsley Blake, the cheerful fellow from a penchant for cold figures. 
He thought he would waste less time if he combined his major with his hobby, so he chose the math and natural science course. But he still hasn't time to read the Targum. And he was it seemed to be he was also in notes under and this is I read that from his yearbook. It re, it reads that he was involved in football, the chess club, radio club, and math club. And so in 1938, he went for his master's at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, where he got his master's degree in physics. And he was also a member of uh, Society Sigma Chi. From there on, he worked for DuPont and their photo products department. And DuPont is a chemical company that still exists around until this day. However, though, um, as most people know from the area, DuPont is really marked by a lot of controversy. So DuPont notoriously dumped PFAS into the Ohio River in West Virginia, which killed numerous farm animals and poisoned the water for surrounding communities. And I'm sure they also dumped in other locations as well, especially in early on with, with a lot of their chemical research. And the contamination in Parkersburg and subsequent lawsuits were subject of an acclaimed feature film, which was released in 2020. To get back to Ralph, in 1940, he lived in Sayreville, and he was still single at this point, and his occupation was listed as a physicist, which is really cool, especially for that time period. I feel like I don't often in my research see a lot of people who are as built up in the science field especially early on because science was still very new at the time. And from the late 1950s onward, and even posthumously, he had over 30 patents for photochemical processes and photographic products, which was really cool. And I used to collect, and sometimes still do, I have over 30 plus film cameras in my collection, ranging from different time periods. And to know he was critical and kind of developing some of these processes that were key is really cool. And to continue, um, I also found his World War II draft card, and it described him as being 5'10", 185 pounds, with brown hair and blue eyes. And I always love seeing these descriptions, especially for black and white photographs, because I've done a lot of uh, colorization work, and especially with my small business and just in general. And what I found really cool is especially for males, if you can pull these things from the army logs, then you can actually colorize these photos more accurately instead of going on what you kind of see. So on April 8th, 1950, at the age of 35, he would marry June Arlene Blair. And I actually found their marriage record, which I love finding these when their marriage, especially I think it's it was very common during the mid 20th century. I mean, it was still kind of common. You know, it's it really depends on the location and if they wanted to publish it or not. But what I love is when couples publish and have or just in the newspapers themselves and because it gives a full idea for the scene, what flowers they had, things like that. So their marriage from April 8th was recorded in the April 9th edition from 1950 of the Democrat and Chronicle from Rochester, New York. And so the article reads, June A. Blair, Nunda Bride. In a ceremony yesterday afternoon in the Methodist Church, Nunda, Miss June Arlene Blair of Clay Avenue, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. William Mars Blair of Nunda, became the bride of Ralph Kingsley Blake of St. Paul Boulevard, son of Mr. and Mrs. Ralph P. Blake of White Plains. The wedding, held at 2.30 p.m., was performed by the Reverend Donald's house, sir. 
in a setting of Easter lilies and white snapdragons. The bride was attired in white chantilly lace, or chantilly lace, the small collar trimmed with pearls, the skirt completed with a chapel train. She wore a fingertip veil held by a band of pearls and carried a cascade of lilies of the valley centered with Flor d'Amour. The maid of honor, Miss Virginia Rowe, was dressed in lavender marquisette and lace and carried a spray of gardenias and lavender sweet peas. The bridesmaids were Miss Valerie Dupree, Miss Eleanor Longwell, Miss Jean Lyon, and Miss Janice Shutt. They were gowned alike in blue marquisette piped with white roses tied with matching ribbon. The flower girl, Sally Blair, sister of the bride, wore pink ink and carried sweet peas and forget-me-nots, and the ring-bearer was the bride's nephew, Randy Blair. Martin Shar of Lynbrook, Long Island, was the best man, and ushers were the bridegroom's cousins, Eugene Griggs Jr. and Hallis Mercer, and the bride's brothers, Elmore and Nelson Blair. A reception in the church parlors followed the ceremony. The couple left for Bermuda and will reside when they return at 1055 Lake Avenue. Miss Blake was a graduate of the Geneseo State Teachers College and is a member of the faculty of the India Landing School. Mr. Blake, who was, uh, who was graduated from Rutgers University, obtained his master's degree in science at the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. So that was the marriage article there, and I love hearing all the different flowers and stuff that they describe. I always think that's such a cool detail that we don't often see anymore. So to continue... In 1956, the family moved to Scott Plains, New Jersey, and they had two sons, Paul and Alan Blake, around that time period. And I found articles from December of 1960 of some of his research that had been published and where he actually traveled overseas. And one of the articles does include a photograph. So the first article reads, Photo Group in London Gets Views. Ralph Kingsley Blake of 1931 Winding Brook Way presented a technical paper today at the International Conference in London, sponsored by the Royal Photographic Society of Great Britain. The paper, titled Developed Image Structure, describes investigations of change, changes in the darkness of photographic film during drying, a phenomenon caused by changes in an alignment of silver particles and the gelatin layer of the film. Co-author of the paper is Dr. Bert Merkamper, a research chemist as as the Parlin Laboratory of DuPont Photo Products Research. Blake is a research associate at the laboratory. He is a native of New York City and received his BA degree in physics in 1977 from Rutgers University. He also holds a master's of science degree from Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. He has been associated with DuPont since 1938 and seven patents in the field so far related to photography have been issued in his name. Blake is a member of the American Chemical Society, the Society of Photographic Scientists and Engineers, American Association for the Advancements of Science, and the Sigma Xi Fraternity. Miss Blake accompanied her husband to London, and they are planning a short vacation on the continent before returning to spend the Christmas holidays with their children. And the other article I found, and these were, one was published in Delaware, and the one was published, I believe, in New York, but they kind of have some different wording and some other cool information about this particular paper. And it says, DuPont expert to give paper. Ralph Kingsley Blake, a research associate at the DuPont Photo Products Research Laboratory at Parlin, New Jersey, will present a technical paper today in London at an international conference. The conference is sponsored by the Royal Photographic Society of Great Britain. Co-author of the paper is Dr. Beat Merkamper, a research chemist at the Parlin Laboratory. 
Entitled Development Image Structure, the paper describes investigations of changes in the opacity of photographic film during drying, a phenomenon caused by changes in alignment of the silver particles and the gelatin layer of the film. Mr. Blake, a native of New York City, attended White Plains New York High School at Rutgers University, where he received a Bachelor of Science degree in Physics in 1937. He also received a Master of Science degree from Rennes-Elier Polytechnic Institute. He lives in Scotch Plains, New Jersey, and he joined the DuPont facility at Parlin in 1938 as a research chemist. Dr. Merkamper, a native of Switzerland, joined DuPont in 1955 as a research chemist at Parlin. Since then, he has conducted work on photographic emulsions and fundamental research related to photography. He received a chemistry degree in 1949, a doctor of philosophy degree in photography in 1953 from the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich. He lives at 224 Riverbrook Avenue in Red Bank, New Jersey. Ironically, I believe I actually found this. No, I found the photo in Asbury Park, but it's somewhat close to the area of where he lives, which is really interesting. And it's really interesting to note how much Ralph kind of traveled and was kind of active as a chemist and researcher, as a chemistry major and someone who has interest in photography and arts and film. I love hearing about all of his work that he did. And I read through a lot of his papers and, you know, a lot of these were key to how the modern film process, you know, came about, which was really interesting because at that time, you know, photography not that it was in its early days because it had been refined by that point, but making modern photography, you know, using different compounds is kind of crazy to see how much it evolved, especially with his work performed at DuPont right in the area. In November of 1962, he was actually appointed as a research fellow, and this article also includes his photograph, and it says, Named as fellow, R. Kingsley Blake of 1931 Winding Way, Scotch Plains, has been appointed as a research fellow by the Parlin Research Laboratory of the DuPont Photo Products Department. He has been with DuPont since 1938, and his research work has dealt with problems in emotion making and development processes, which, you know, is key to the middle part of how film actually stays on the like photochemical stuff which is really cool in addition to that in may of 1966 he earned an award for his work and it notes r kingsley blake of 1931 winding y westfield was the recipient of the 1966 award of the society of photographic scientists and engineers for the best scientific paper published in the society's journal during 1865 with dupont de Moors and co since 1938 blake was appointed at research a research fellow in 1962 at the company's photo products department in parlin again another cool thing to note especially you know that his work was getting recognized especially since he worked with the company since he pretty much had left college around that point with his master's in physics and one of the other articles that i found just as like i always love seeing what other articles kind of mention individuals names especially when i do research like this is that on june 4th 1970 his son was earned his eagle scout award which is really funny because i also earned my eagle scout award and it notes paul k blake son of mr and mrs r kingsley blake of 1931 winding brook way scotch plains was elevated to eagle scout thursday night in court of honor ceremonies held in willow 
Grove Presbyterian Church. A scout with Troop 102 for more than four years, he will go with the Watchung Scout Council contingent to the Phil Mountain National Scout Ranch in New Mexico in August. Now, as an Eagle Scout, I never went to Philmont, but I've heard kind of awesome opportunities. It's really heavy duty, especially um, a lot of people, I believe, especially now you have to fundraise for it. I'm not really sure what it was like since COVID, but, you know, as an Eagle Scout, it's kind of like a pay, a way to pay pilgrimage. And this is also, I th- Boy Scouts was around for a, a while then, so it's very interesting to see, you know, especially as, you know, another commonality I found with this family with my own life too, which I, you know, it's, this is how I kind of connect and grow closer with these families is finding similarities to my interests as well as my own life. So sadly though, only like a couple years later, so around like five years later after his son had earned his Eagle Scout, Ralph would pass away on September 23rd, 1975 in Plainfield, and he was only 61 years old. It notes from his obituary, R. Kingsley Blake, uh, 61 of 1931 Winding Brook Way, died yesterday, September 23rd, 1975, in Mullenberg Hospital. A native of New York, Mr. Blake resided in Scotch Plains the past 19 years, after moving from Rochester, New York. Mr. Blake was appointed a research fellow by the Parlin Research Laboratory of the DuPont Photo Products Department in November 1962. He worked for DuPont since 1938, and he was a graduate of Rutgers with a BS in Physics and received an M- MS in Physics from Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in 1938. Mr. Blake was a member of Society Sigma Chi at Rensselaer. He was also a member of the American Chemical Society, the American Association for the Advancement of Science, the Society of Photographic Scientists and Engineers, and the Royal Photographic Society of Great Britain. He was the holder of 39 U.S. patents in the field of photography. Surviving are his widow, Miss June Blair Blake, his mother, Marion Key Nichols, and two sons, Paul and Alan R., all at home. Arrangements are at the Gray Funeral Home in Westfield. So speaking of his mom and his parents, I decided to look into them because I noticed, wouldn't say discrepancies, but I noticed that the family, as soon as I noticed that the family was separated, I wanted to make sure I kind of established a formal history for them. So like I said, they had very interesting histories. So after they separated early on in Ralph's childhood, with Ralph living with his father and what it looks like his stepmother, Eleanor would live with Ralph until his passing of January in January of 1971, and his mother. So and that was for Ralph Pittman, his father, not to get confused with Ralph Kingsley. His mother Marion was kind of somewhat hard to track down in terms of records. But so the first thing I decided to do was that if Marion was living and noted as alive uh, with Ralph Kingsley, um, their only child, I decided to see if I could find her obituary. Since they had a lot of obituaries and all these articles published, I figured giving it a shot. So under the name Marion Nichols, I found her obituary from the July 15th, 1978 passing, and it provided some clues about her whereabouts. So Marion Nichols, 92 former city resident. Marion Key Nichols, 92, of 1931 Winding Brook Way, died yesterday at the Francis E. Parker Memorial Home, New Brunswick. Born in New York City, she lived in New Brunswick before moving to Arizona. She returned to Westfield in 1965. She was the mother of Kingsley Blake, who died in 1975. 
Besides her sister, Gertrude Key Griggs, of the of Somerset section of Franklin, she is survived by her daughter-in-law, June Blake, with whom she has lived, and two grandsons. Services will be tomorrow, 1.30 p.m., at the Jack Week Hun Funeral Home, 17 South Adelaide Avenue, Highland Park, with the Reverend Irving H. Decker, pastor of the Highland Park Reformed Church, officiating. Burial will be in Elmridge Cemetery, North Brunswick. So that gave a lot of clues. I actually did find her burial record, and she's buried on a family plot with their family, with her, I believe, next to her sisters in Elmridge Cemetery. So I decided, though, if she lived in Arizona prior, and there was a gap between 1925 and that 1950 census I found, which I wasn't sure if at the time it was her. And then, and that was after I found that after I found the obituary stating she lived in Arizona. And she lived under the name Mary Kay Nichols, and Kay was her, her maiden name. So I actually did find a death announcement from May 1949 of a William J. Nichols who lived in Maricopa, Arizona. And he died on May 28, 1949 from uremia. But I could not locate a marriage record for them definitively between married Marion and him. And Marion also, luckily though, went by Marion K, which was her maiden name, or Marion Key. So that really did help in distinguishing certain things. Individually, I did find a marriage record for a Marion K. Blake and a William J. Nichols, but I could not connect the two records based on what was provided in Arizona. Although they were available, something there were things and factors not lining up for me to be as certain that the mar- when the marriage took place. It only gave that they were married during a certain time. And she was living as a widow in the area on the 1950 census. And I actually decided to look into William J. Nichols' history, and I did find a death certificate and a burial record, which for early veterans is sometimes the best thing you can actually find, and that has a lot of the times on both, they'll list next of kin and things like that. However, both of those records did not list a next of kin, it did not list Marion, and the addresses for everything did not seem to match. So I really cannot confirm for certain but i am put it this way i'm 70 percent sure that william j nichols was the spouse based on that death announcement and the fact that she lived in maricopa around that same time period for right after right after he had died as well and i found it really interesting too because the death certificate did list how long they lived in maricopa and it was for eight months and well, eight years and eight months, so almost nine years. So, and another clue was that William was born in New York, same with Marion. So it seems like maybe they met in New York around that area and then moved to Arizona together during the 1930s and into the 1940s. If only he had lived until the 1950s census, would I have been able to prove their marriage and them living together there? But Unfortunately, I couldn't, and I couldn't, I didn't actually find census records for them too at this moment, which I thought was really interesting, but it seemed like because they were moving around so much. But what was really cool though, I liked William, how William was a veteran. So he was listed, and with the burial records in certain states, especially, um, and depending on when said relative did pass away. And if they have this information, it'll actually give full-blown veteran details. The 
type of witch that would be listed on their plot, but also to why they would be very buried with a veteran plaque in the first place. And it notes he was a bugler in World War I, from, serving from 1915 to 1920, and he served with the 68 Coast Artillery. And, you know, from her obituary, it stated that she moved back in with her son later on. And it appeared that Ralph appeared to be her and Ralph Pittman's only child, which was really interesting. And, you know, I also, across my research, I found that Ralph Blake was a kind of common name, too. So that's why this Ralph Kingsley, or he kind of went by Kingsley because it was more distinct. And also, which was really cool, it's just like you can see how someone kind of integrates their full name and their nickname over time, which is really neat. To conclude, I love how much of a personal connection I kind of have to this family. I, you know, live in the area and know kind of of DuPont, but also, you know, as someone who's collected cameras, knowing that, and someone who's uh, involved in the STEM field, finding someone who paid tons of important research in a common interest of mine is really extraordinary, in my opinion. Something, you know, even though this is a photograph of him when he was only five months old, telling his story is what I really love because it allowed me to really see who he was and tell his story. And at first, obviously, you know, when I see these kind of younger baby photographs, I kind of really think a lot of the times they have shorter lives, which is really interesting. And that's how they can kind of get out of hand, like in terms of being left in these stores. But I'm really fortunate that he had such a great story to tell and I'm glad I can honor him and his family and the research that he did, especially, you know, maybe it wasn't the most safe research, especially at the time working with chemicals, but it was important research nonetheless for a film. If you are related to Ralph Kingsley Blake, please reach out to me at the chosen families project at gmail.com. I would love to arrange to send the photograph over to you. And I also created a full research tree on ancestry for Ralph and his parents and children and grandchildren. I linked all the articles because when I was doing my research initially, I found that a lot of these trees were missing a lot of information and I figured it's a nice collaborative source so that way if a relative does see. And what this is what I've been doing for a lot of my research projects is I note in the tree it says Ralph Kingsley Blake, photograph found. So that way these families, if they do come across it, they can see these very nice well-researched trees that have all the information, all the articles that I could find in one place. That way they can, other people can have the correct information and save it. Well, not correct necessarily, but more accurate information and save it to their own trees as well, you know, whoever happens upon it. And it seems like his wife, June, and his children are likely alive and I would love it to help return it to them and or if it's a close enough possible relative. I am so, so excited to announce I just received a package in the mail today from eBay. I found a photograph lot online and I took a gamble and I saw some photographs with names and a lot of, most of these are frames. And today I have, I believe five or six that I'm gonna start researching to get out to families. So stay tuned for that. And I'm very excited to continue on with this project and see where it goes. The hardest part, I have to say, has been finding relatives that are close enough and want the photographs. You know, it really depends on chance. Or another part I've found is with certain photographs, you know, finding the most accurate information in order to I, 
to be more certain and identifying people and then telling their stories is what I'm having probably the not hardest time with, but it's the stuff that's the most time consuming to be more certain, especially as a genealogical researcher and storyteller. And just again, if you are related to Ralph Kingsley Blake or any of his family or loved ones, please reach out to me at the Chosen Families Project at gmail.com. Remember that you are loved and you are always welcome here. Take care. Bye.